this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for Ted Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Gabe and Karnashan. Gabe serves as the Vice President of Operations and Business Development for BBL Safety, an independent safety distributor based in Santa Fe Springs, California. Gabe's company provides PPE and safety services primarily to the construction, oil and gas, and manufacturing sectors with the goal of helping people work safer and smarter every day. In addition, Gabe has served on the Board of Directors of Safety Network, a division of affiliated distributors, and has given presentations on leadership development at BCSP and ASSP events. Gabe received his bachelor's in business administration with a concentration in finance and a minor in economics from California Polytechnic University in San Luis Obispo. Hey, Gabe, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well, Ted. Hey, thanks for being on Ted Speaks today and and talking about different things within safety and that can help some of our safety professionals. So we're excited to have you on. Yes, very. I'm excited to be here. Can you um, maybe tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do? Sure. I'm I'm the Vice President of Operations and Business Development for uh, BBL Safety. We're an independent safety distributor out here in beautiful Santa Fe Springs, California. And um, yeah, we've been out here since 1945. It's uh, been quite some time and uh, I've been privileged to be able to step into the operations management role and and uh, developing that area. So yeah, my background is generally, uh, actually my educational background is in finance okay. and, uh, and economics and then jumped into this and kind of kind of fell in love with the safety industry as I, as I got to know more about it, more than just the business side of things, but uh, actually working with the, uh, the people that are out there doing the work and building the roads and the bridges and, and uh, all that stuff. Very good. Why is it so important um, to work with uh, specialized safety distributors? 
Well, that's that's a good question. I think that there's so many choices for people to work with uh, different providers of PPE right now. That's a big part of what we do is is the PPE mm-hmm. uh, side of things. Uh, there's so many different options available, but there's a lot of people that have have kind of spread out into different areas. Uh, it's hard to find a specialized safety distributor right now. But uh, for for us, I mean, that's our main gig is is safety. So we keep up to date on the latest products and and uh, different educational developments that are relevant to safety professionals at this point. Nice thing with a lot of independent safety distributors, us included, is that we are really connected and invested in the, the community where we work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the same customers and vendors that we work with, they're they're in our backyard. So we, we know a lot of the same things that they do. And that kind of gives you a big advantage, you know, on, and on making sure that you can find out what your clients want probably too, I would think. Right. I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, especially uh, in our warehouse, we've dialed in our inventory so that it is specific to our local customer base and able to, to help them in those areas. So we, we've got it pretty zeroed in on what, what our clients need. That doesn't mean that we can't uh, get products from elsewhere and serve other industries, but we, we like to focus on the people that are closest to us and, and able to, to service them very quickly. And I think too, it sounds like just because you're in the safety field, let's say a, a client or customer that na- needs the safety equipment, it doesn't necessarily maybe mean that they know what they need. So you guys can come in and kind of be the experts for them and kind of guide them in a direction. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just an example, there was one, uh, one customer that we had where uh, one of our safety specialists walked in and saw probably about I don't know, 25 different pairs of gloves sitting out on the table and asked the safety manager, well, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm trying to select a glove for our, our hand protection program. And within a few minutes, our safety specialist was able to, to zero in on maybe a couple of them mm-hmm. that would fit that program. And uh, the safety manager looked at him and said, wow, you just saved me a month's worth of work of trying to, to detail which ones are, are, which ones to try and what to do. And and within that time, we were able to get samples over to them. And, and it's really that expertise of understanding what is the application, what, uh, what are the products that are available that could fit the, fit the needs for the, the customer and the worker. That's what we bring to the table. Yeah. I compare it to, first of all, when you said, you know, someone's going through 25 pairs of gloves, I think of it sometimes like if you go to Target and there's like 50 shampoos to choose from, sometimes I'm like, why why does there have to be so many? And then you think about it too much and it's just a waste of time. Or um, I think about how you said, you know, you guys are the experts. Ted recently bought some equipment like an iPad and such, and you can order anything off Amazon, but for this, we didn't because we wanted to go in and we went to Best Buy and we wanted someone to show us how it worked, tell us why we needed this. And that's what I relate to you. You know, anyone can click on something in order, but you're not going to have the background of an expert talking to you, but you guys do supply that. Absolutely. I kind of snarkily made a comment to somebody one time that they were looking at our warehouse and said, you know, I could get this stuff from Amazon. I'm like, well, sure, that's fine. But tell you what, if you have an issue with that, why don't you go call up Mr. Bezos and see what he can do for you on that area. So apologies to Jeff Bezos if you're listening to this. It was just a joke. I love what you do with your rockets and stuff like that. Well, you know, also on on the other part of safety, you've done a lot of uh, guest experiences with um, Wyatt. And, uh, you know, through the ASSP and stuff like that. Do you want to share some of those uh, um, speaking engagements? Just recently you had one, actually, just about a month ago, correct? 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, this uh, this summer, it was, I believe, in July. So yep. uh, July of 2022, uh, we got to present with ASSP at their national conference. And I uh, got to do that with Wyatt Bradbury. It was a really fun a really fun presentation to do in person. We uh, we've had a, an ongoing conversation over the last couple of years on what leadership development looks like, especially within the safety industry, because we have um, basically anybody that is uh, is in a company that has more than two people. You're in a multi generational uh, environment, Correct. and yeah. it regardless of the size of the organization, you could have. I mean, our company we've got less than 20 employees and there's probably three different generations that are represented in there right now. Yeah. So you have, you have a situation where you're trying to get your aspiring leaders to move forward and grow in that area so that they can take the reins down the line. And then you have current leaders that have to transfer their knowledge and their information to the ones that are coming up so that that legacy isn't lost. Right. We're seeing that in our company. And I know uh, the safety profession is experiencing that as a whole. So that's a lot of what Wyatt and I have been talking about. Yeah. Wyatt's been on our show uh, twice. I think him and uh, Dr. Geller are the only two that we've had back twice. So uh, he's definitely full of the knowledge. Yeah, full of the knowledge. I was, Absolutely. I was going to say, um, being able to do those presentations and engage and speak at those events, it's a good way to share your knowledge and to partner up with someone and just get the word out. Because like you said, you're the expert at what you do. And people, you know, I know even with us in our own business, we do what we do best, but then we reach out to the experts when we need to learn something new. So, I know so that's it's like you. Yep. A big you know, thing. Reaching, reaching out to Gabe, for an example, you know, we're, we're not the best at the products, but Gabe is, you right. know, and, and being able to, to find those people that find your who, not your how. Yep. So absolutely. I, I, I'd agree with that too. It's kind of funny. Um, as a company, we have not done a lot of traditional marketing. I mean, I, we don't have a catalog that goes out. We don't do any sort of search engine optimization. Maybe I should, I'm not sure. We'll look into that. But one of the things Google's that really pretty enjoyed, close to you, isn't it? I mean, pretty close to you where you are uh, guys located state, but uh, Google's uh, everywhere. The yeah, that's true. Right now. That is true. Yeah, I, I guess so, where they, that's where they started. How's that? Yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things that we like to do as an organization is to find areas where we can really help that a lot of people aren't going into that those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even for us as a company, 90% of our revenue comes from about a 40 mile radius of our of our building. Oh, here wow. in Southern California. Um, one of the things that we like about that is that uh, we're able to really spend time with our customers. If they're having a training or a, a safety day or something like that, we can actually go there and and market in that way. On the more national scale, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, to get involved with, with organizations like ASSP and NSC. Uh, BCSP is another one, is because it does give us a platform to really be connected with the safety industry as a whole, not just on the PPE side. This industry is so much bigger than just just gloves and hard hats. Yes. Uh, there's so much knowledge that can be gained in it. Uh, there's so many areas where people can grow. And uh, I love that. So I, I love learning about it. And I love being able to share what I'm learning about it and helping to contribute to the industry as a whole. I think it was on your LinkedIn. I saw um, lifelong learner. Is oh, that yeah. What you have? yeah. I love that. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we, we hope we all are, but 
sometimes, you know, I think I'm done, like I'm, I'm full, <laughs> but I just, I, I, I loved that. And you can tell by your passion in creating new things or ways to approach things. And I think it's really neat how you said a lot of your customer base is very close and you're able to build those relationships because some people might think, ah, it's product. I order it. They ship it. There's no real relationship there, but it sounds like you guys are a little different, correct? Absolutely. And what's been really fun is to be able to take that kind of local feel and be able to bring it on a national scale. So being able to connect with people uh, that are in different states mm-hmm. and different areas and to be able to, to bring that, that level of connection to them that they feel like they're dealing with their local safety distributor. We can provide it for them. But it's, it's that connection with them that the uh, more consultative and relational aspect and getting to know them uh, as people is uh, it, that's what's really important. I, I think that even in, in this age when so much has been technologically advanced, people are used to just buying everything with a click. Yes. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, business is done between people. That is very true. I like that. Do you have any thoughts? What are some of the challenges fa- facing safety professionals today? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed in talking with different safety managers, and don't take this the wrong way, but it's almost like they love the profession, but they don't like their companies that they work for. Hmm. Yeah. Very odd observation. I was trying to figure out what the, what the deal was with that. But I think part of it is that you have safety managers that are or safety professionals in general that are kind of caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. They have workers that they're trying to help and manage that maybe don't really want them there. And then you have management above them that is putting a lot of pressure on them to perform and to get get operations moving well so that they don't get shut down. Results, um, results, right? Exactly. And they're they're pro- and oh, by the way, you have an annual budget of nine dollars <laughs> that you can use. <laughs> and if you're really good, we'll give you an extra quarter. <laughs> I don't exactly. even think that would buy a pair of gloves, would it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a thumb. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot of pressure for safety professionals right now, and a lot of times they they have to do um, twice as much with half the resources. So uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stress and a lot of loneliness really for safety professionals. Yeah. So being able to get connected with other safety pros and even just not just to commiserate, but to really find solutions right. and to think creatively, I think that's that's a big challenge for a lot of safety professionals right now. Yeah, I know, Ted, you probably have a lot of input on that. I just, um, we we hear that a lot, and I think you've seen it throughout your career. Just sometimes it's hard for that safety professional, even though they want to do the right thing and they're there for the right reason, to hard to fit in. And I know one approach that we try to take is um, when you get out there with the clients um, to kind of take the time to get to know them, build those relationships, and really let them know why you're there. Is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really the, the most important thing is to let them see the why, you know, that you care, that you understand. I mean, Gabe, you, you said it really well with uh, your uh, 90% of your clients are within 40 miles. Well, there's right. a reason for that, right? I mean, because you guys are offering something that that you have that human touch. And that's so important, I think, when when, when, when you're dealing with safety, that you want that human touch. But sometimes people aren't respect, uh, don't want to want it, right? And so as safety professionals, how, how do you do that? And then you feel that pressure from upper management saying, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, we've been doing things this way for a long time. And by gosh, uh, I, you're just slowing things down, you know? And uh, it puts a lot more pressure on the safety professional, correct? Absolutely. And I, I think that's probably one of the, the biggest uh, 
killers of innovation is that phrase. Well, we've always done it this way. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that is the absolute worst. I think my, my team knows that if, if that's the answer that, that they come up with, when I ask, well, why are we doing it like this? Uh, it's, it's usually not going to be a, that, that's a great way to kill that process. Yeah. <laughs> Let me dig into it. Um, but yeah, I think safety professionals really are, are under a lot of that pressure, which is unfortunate. And what's, what's sad too, is that a lot of them don't know where to go for answers. They don't know where to go for that connection. Um, and uh, that's, you know, you mentioned Wyatt. That was one of the things that Wyatt and I have been working on is trying to find ways to to build these kinds of connections for safety professionals. Um, so we've got some some projects coming up down the line uh, in that area, but uh, we, we've been really excited to see different kind of testing it out and trying to see where different safety professionals can can gain that knowledge and gain that uh, that expertise and connection with others of their like. And I was going to say too, um, do you have thoughts on, I know you talk about like the seasoned professionals and the new people. Is this a way um, of kind of bringing those two together to work together instead of kind of being separated in the industry? Absolutely. There's there's a, a transfer of knowledge that needs to happen. Right. And uh, that that's something that, that Wyatt and I have talked about as well, is that the whole, there's a mentoring uh, that needs to happen in, in any industry, and especially with one that's as mature as safety, that knowledge needs to be transferred from one person to the next. Uh, what's kind of interesting about this too, is I found that uh, I went to a, another safety professional that I know. Uh, he actually uh, ran a, another PPE distribution company. And I asked him, you know, can you, can you mentor me on, on running a, a company and, and doing what you do? You've been very successful in this. And I was shocked at the, at the answer that he had for me. He said, Gabe, I'm not sure what I have to offer to you. And I just thought, this is so sad. This guy's got so many years of experience and he's so good at what he does. And I, I told him literally, I, I am not sure how to answer that because I feel like you have so much to offer. So I think that there's pressure on both sides. You have people that are trying to come into the field, make their mark, and they don't know where to find the help. And then you have others that are established that might feel like they're getting pushed out and they don't feel like they have anything to offer. So if there's a channel, if there's an opportunity for, uh, for people to come together in that way, that that knowledge can be transferred, I think that there's huge benefits for everybody in that situation. Right. I, I think so too. Just listening to that, like maybe someone not realizing their wealth or I know sometimes we've, we've run into situations where someone is super knowledgeable about something, but they're not necessarily a teacher. So it's really hard for them to know how to relay that to a new person. So those are all things that you kind of have to consider. Your thoughts on the whole mentoring? No, I, I think mentoring is so crucial, mm -hmm. um, Gabe, because we're, we're just like any other uh, industry or, or profession, I should say. The, the boomers are leaving, right? And they're leaving in, in big numbers. And so we have to replace that with knowledgeable people that that can get the job done, right? And make sure that we're even better than we were before because we're still killing too many people every day at the workplaces, you know? And so we have to find a way of doing that, but we also need that knowledge. And so I think mentoring is probably one of the key things. That's one thing that, that I enjoy doing in our business is we have uh, safety professionals that, I, that I'm that i fortunate enough to be able to mentor. And it, it really is a, a powerful thing because the value that we have, you know, you use that example of that gentleman, well, I don't know anything. He, he doesn't even know his value. 
you know, of, right. of, of his knowledge and stuff like that. But as safety professionals, we have to uh, make sure that other people that are coming into the field understand, you know, why safety, not necessarily just the OSHA stuff, but how to get it done and, and done correctly. What do you think? I think that's so critical that what you mentioned there too, and, and especially on when it comes to the uh, standards and rules and regulations, uh, there is so much information that's available online right now. I think you, yeah. there, there's probably room for someone to become a safety professional purely on YouTube videos <laughs> that they could just Google it and find their, you know, everything that they need in there. But what's missing, I believe, is a lot of the soft skills. Yes. So relation relationships with people, how to talk with them at different levels, whether it's at the C-suite level or at the contractor level, Uh, you have to be able to jump between all of those. And if uh, I know that there are safety professionals that have been doing it for a good amount of time that have that knowledge, Mm -hmm. they know how to be involved at those different levels. Yep. And they have to be able to transfer that to or transfer those practices to the people that are coming up behind them so that they don't make the same mistakes and they can actually contribute and move things forward uh, for the the profession as a whole. Yeah, one thing that we talk a lot about, and I think uh, I get some chuckles out of uh, some of our people that are that I'm working with are I always tell them sales and safety. And they just kind of like, well, what, what, what do you mean? I said, you got to sell safety to upper management. You got to look at it from their standpoint, right? Their shoes. I said, it doesn't matter what, what they say, what they think or something like that. You have to find a way that they look at things. And then we sell them safety. It's a, it, it takes a little while, but it, but it can be done. And then working with the guys on the floor or in the field, right? Understanding their perspective of things and, and, right. and really being, being where uh, your, your feet are. Understanding what, what their complications are. Listening. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what'd you say, Barb? (laughs) (laughs) What's been so interesting about uh, even looking at my my background coming in, uh, and I was in finance, you know, coming into the safety industry. um, I've found that I can translate what is happening from the safety side to the executive management side, right? Because I know that language when when someone comes in and and is talking about you know, a, a fall protection program or, or, you know, processes and procedures that they have to have in place. That's not really going to translate well when you've got the CFO mm-hmm. in the room at the same time. So you Correct. have to put it in the, in the context that, you know, the person that's cutting the check can understand and actually give the resources to, to actually launch that safety program. So that's one of the things that I've, I've been trying to do, especially in, in some of these, uh, um, in some of these discussions at, at safety conferences is to understand both sides. What are safety professionals running into in their day-to-day work? And then how does that translate to the production to dollars? And right. so to be able to step in and it, I, I feel like I'm almost like a translator between one language to another, uh-huh. except yeah. it's in executive management to safety and vice versa. So that's, that's been very fascinating and very interesting to kind of dig into. Right. I mean, the message has to be the same to both, but the selling points to both are different. And Absolutely. I, I like how you said, you know, kind of you see it at a couple different levels or a couple different sides. I think when you talk about mentoring, like the seasoned professional, I think we have a lot of guests that their background isn't, I went to school for safety. They either worked in a field and made their way up. They did something completely different, like how they got there was different. And then you have the younger people who they went to school for safety. So they have a lot of the knowledge, but none of the experience on how to apply it. So I think that's where mentoring and matching people up like that is 
is super important so they can see the different levels like you, like in your example, you see, because it doesn't just, it ha- it doesn't just happen. So yeah, I like that. Right. I, I think you're right in that sense where it, it doesn't just happen. I mean, it, it, I don't think you can put a, uh, a new safety professional into into an office with with a seasoned safety professional and just be like, okay, well, you know, let's hope osmosis happens and yeah. <laughs> there's a knowledge transfer. Well, the it same, has to be intentional. Well, the same yes. thing for the smaller companies too, right? Um, the last person in the meeting now is in charge of safety. Well, that that's what you get for showing up late, right? <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and, and, and they have no idea what they're doing. Um, and they're expected to produce results, right? Every time something happens, but then also they can't stop doing their job that they're currently doing because that's what's making the, you know, and so define those different, um, those, those different, uh, opportunities within, within one role really, right? Exactly. And you know, what's funny is that that's where I see our role as even an independent safety specialist Mm -hmm. to come in and to not just provide the PPE for that for that company, but looking at the safety professional and saying, well, what do you need in your help? What right. do, or, or, I'm sorry. What do you need in your job? How can we help you? And it's not just on the, the products themselves. Do you need someone to talk to about this? Do you have needs for uh, what are the projects that you're working on where you could use a consultant or uh, it's, it's really fun to be able to tell a, a customer of ours, Hey, I've got a guy for that. I know where you can go for this kind of thing. And even just connecting professionals to each other uh, has been extremely satisfying. It's, it's been so helpful. And our, our customers have have benefited from that as well. And I can see where um, both big and small businesses can benefit from that, but especially the small businesses where they just don't have the knowledge or the resource. They can't hire a person that does just that. So when they reach out to you to gain not only product, but knowledge and help and guidance, I can see where that's a, a big plus that your company offers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Gabe, I want to thank you for being on Ted Speaks today and being a part of our uh, sharing knowledge, right, with uh, other safety professionals yeah. and business owners. Um, but right now, me being the safety, the positive safety coaches, as you're well aware of, uh, I want to have a little fun with you now. The question is, are you ready for our jokes? Because this is the part that most people skip right to right away when they go to our podcast. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it really? <laughs> I, I am ready. And yes, I am. I am one of those people. Make, make sure you have your California hat on for this first oh, one. Yeah, this first one we oh, found just no. for you. So All right, let's do this. Because of your jokes yesterday, we had to come back at you. So, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> on a California beach, what do you call a waffle? Oh, no. I have no idea. A sandy ego. Do you get it? Like, ego I my, okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be there for NSC in just a, just a few days here. So that, that makes sense. That's hilarious. Uh, okay. Okay. What kind of socks do grizzlies wear? What kind of socks do grizzlies wear? I don't think they do. Don't they go barefoot? Oh, you got this. None of them. (laughs) They go bare feet. (laughs) I think you're only the second guest that's ever gotten one of our jokes. Yes. And then the other, one, the other one was only just a, just a little while ago. So I know, very good. It was actually Joe Conrad. So I can remember. <laughs> nice. I can remember that for me to remember somebody like that that, that had yeah. that. So very hey, impressive. Way to go, um, Gabe. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Oh well, there's a, a few different ways. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so that's a, a good yes, place yes, to you are. find yep. me there. I really focus on one social media channel. I just don't have the the brain bandwidth uh, <laughs> to do more than that. It's so find me on LinkedIn. Yep. 
You can also check out our uh, company webpage. It's bblsafety.com. Perfect. Come check us out there. And uh, but yeah, LinkedIn would probably be the best way to get a hold of me. Sounds well, sounds good. good. Thank you uh, for being on the show today, Gabe. Yeah, we really enjoyed chatting. Thank you so much. And have a super oh, safe day. Thanks for having me. And I love what you guys do. Thank you. Thank thanks. you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 